0: You are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Yang and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. As with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience for this episode are newcomers to Pharmacy Informatics. So, in a previous episode, I have mentioned that the Hims Analytics MRAM is a model for electronic medical record adoption. So, but I never really got into the detail of what it is. So that's what today's episode will be focused on. So HIMSS is the Health Information Management System Society, and they put out a model that measures adoption and maturity of EMRs. So MRAM, EMRAM, I'm actually not exactly sure how it's pronounced. Maybe it's MRAM, maybe it's EMRM, I'm not really sure, but it stands for Electronic Medical Records Adoption Model. So HIMS uses this to score hospitals around the world relative to capabilities and functionality that their EMRs possess. So MRAM consists of eight stages, but it's kind of odd that, you know, the last stage is stage seven. So the reason for this is it actually starts at stage zero. So the stages are zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Today we'll be going over stage zero to stage four. So at stage zero, this means primary ancillaries are not installed. So the primary ancillaries are laboratory, pharmacy, and radiology. Stage 0 pretty much means that none of these systems are operating on an electronic method. Stage 1 just starts installing these ancillary systems. So lab would have a laboratory information system, radiology would have something like PAX or DICOM image management, and pharmacy would have their pharmacy verification system. In this stage, this is where the PACS system would provide physicians the ability to review medical images on the intranet. We also have patient-centric storage of non-DICOM images, which basically means the system is patient-dependent, and it's up to the patient to go to the radiologist, get their x-ray, and keep that x-ray to bring back to their primary provider again. Um, so stage two is when there's internal interoperability and basic security. What basic security means is username and password usage some basic encryption, antivirus, data destruction, and internal interoperability means the systems within the institution will talk to each other, but not necessarily talk to systems outside the institution yet. We also have a clinical data repository enabled in this stage for all systems to be interoperable and start feeding data into the CDR. This uh, allows providers to start and see all the orders and results and imaging in one spot. The CDR is, in this setting is also um, it has a controlled medical vocabulary. Now, stage three is when there's actually nursing and allied documentation and there's role-based security. What we are talking about here is the EMAR, which is the Electronic Medication Administration Record. This is where nurses have moved into electronic charting. We also have role-based security, which means we have security and access to certain tools, limited by the type or position the user is in. For example, a nurse wouldn't be able to verify pharmacy orders, and a pharmacist wouldn't be able to enter an order without a co-signature from a provider, and things similar to that. Within the third stage, the documentation for nurses like EMAR, care plans, nursing notes, and flowcharts, or flow sheets, must meet at least 50% usage, except the ED is not counted in that percentage. So then we hit stage four. So stage four is when CPOE is implemented with clinical decision support. And this is where you have your alerts, both interruptive and non-interruptive. Stage four is also where you have basic business continuity. So going back to CPOE, you must hit at least 50% of all orders placed by any licensed clinician. And again, similar to nursing documentation in the previous stage, ED CPOE is required, but is not counted in the percentage count. For nursing documentation, Now they actually need to meet 90% at this stage. If there is a public repository available, this stage also requires the ability for clinicians to have access to that database. And there's also downtime procedures that must be in place in case that there's any issues so that business and patient care can continue like normal. All right, so those were the first few stages. And next time we'll be going over stage five, six, and seven. And the reason why I broke it down like this is because stage five, six, and seven are pretty extensive in detail. Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at pharmacistconnect.com, which is P-H-I-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.